Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope. Chris Sasser along with Troy Peverell. Merry Christmas. We are in the holiday season, and we are talking about this hope that we have. Uh, that ultimately, I guess, the whole idea of Voice of Hope comes from Christmas that's in right. some ways, right, Troy? And here we are today. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We're excited to have a conversation just around kind of Emmanuel, our hope for this Christmas day. And and one of the things that we've done is we've had kind of some uh, some some interviews with some people uh, who, who I know pretty well. And really, the, we're going to let you hear a couple of those interviews as we go through our time together today. And really, the question that I asked them uh, was this, you know, we're celebrating Jesus uh, here at Christmas. And what is it about Jesus that gives you hope? And so uh, take a listen to this, this quick, uh, this snippet about what gives someone hope. The forgiveness that he, um, that God provides, you know, whenever he was born and he just brought um, a new sense of hope to the world. And from that, we uh, are born forgiveness. And that is so hopeful for me. You're going to hear a lot uh, of those throughout our show uh, today because, uh, you know, hope comes from a comes from Jesus and it comes to people in a lot of different ways, Troy. So when you thought about thinking about kind of talking about this, uh, this season, what, what was coming to mind for you? Just to listen to her, just talk about, uh, forgiveness and it being from his birth. I thought that really fits in today because, uh, she also talks about a new sense of hope. And again, just well said, because I going all the way back to the time that Jesus, uh, before he came, uh, we have to to imagine thousands of years ago, and and so in that, you know, they looked for a Messiah uh, to be born and to give them hope, uh, and what waited for his appearance. And Jesus ended up being uh, for so many none of what they were hoping for, <laughs> and yet he was the very thing that they needed. And yeah. I think about how how similar that is to us in our life where we believe something is going to offer us a sense of hope and we'll look to all these places and just forget the simplicity of what she said that it was from his birth that the messiah entered into our world and ended up being our sense of hope offered through the forgiveness that we needed i just i just think man how simple how easily said and, and it's so appropriate. Yeah, and I think uh, also how hard to, to grab a hold of, right? I mean, I actually had a conversation with yeah. a couple today who they're struggling with their daughter who, who seems to not really have a sense of hope. And, and she is, um, you know, like you mentioned, she's looking for hope in places that can't provide it. Yeah. And so it is such a, a simple message, but in, in some ways for a lot of people and, and, you know, even you and I at times, I'm sure it's just, it's hard to grab a hold of that hope. And it, it comes in Jesus, right? It is. It's and it, yet it's so. I think we've we we overstate all good things and forget the simple statements that are needed for people to see that our hope in life is not found through anything other ultimately than than Jesus and and who He is. And so, again, just listening to her, I'm I'm even reminded and challenged that. 
you know, I can look for all of these things uh, in my own ways and still arrive back at that simple truth. Yeah, that's so true. Well, I know that there are a couple of kind of key verses uh, that you've been kind of looking at and thinking about this. So why don't you share a couple of those? Uh, just right in uh, Matthew one twenty three. look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So looking at this verse and then going over to uh, the Old Testament, again, <laughs> of which the New Testament was quoting the Old Testament, you'll see, all right, then the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And I, I love just those two words. Uh, well, the one word representing both of those verses, look. Yeah, yeah look. <laughs> just Everybody, look. look around. That's right, look. Yeah. I mean, he's made it plain to us uh, during that time, but also I believe he's made it plain to us even in our time. Uh, but the problem is, is we're, we're looking elsewhere. And we're not looking at this simple relationship that we can have. I wonder, Troy, why is it hard for us and for people in general, why is it hard for us to look to God for that? Like, I mean, I, I've always just loved the phrase God with us. Yeah. But, but I also recognize that sometimes God with us is, is not an appealing thought for some people, or maybe it's it's scary for people. So what are some of the barriers maybe for people sort of um, embracing the idea of God with us? What are, to me, what are the, what are one of the most difficult things to, to just walk within? I think in life, as you ask that question, what comes to mind is relationships. Mm-hmm. Like when I look at all the principles of truth from our creator, I can get my mind around some things that he teaches that he that he talked about and he did during that during his life. But this whole idea of just relating to people and relationships becomes like the thing that just gets messy in our own lives and it's a lot easier to know things than it is to know one a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody even asked me recently when they were kind of canvassing the scope of of the world, our everything in our, our lives, and just a simple question like what like what is going on? Mm-hmm. What's the problem? And my mind went right to this I think this simple truth. I think we have a love problem. Is mm. that we are not we we don't love well. We we don't um we're not even lovable well. What I mean by that is I think two of the greatest fears is to love and to be loved. Those are relational concepts. So here Jesus is. He comes on the scene. They were looking for practical answers, even as we do in our day and age with all of the problems. And what they find is a relationship for him to be known and for him to know us. Mm -hmm. That is the most difficult thing there is. It's not. I think even when I say it, there's something that's just not as appealing. It's more appealing to be given five reasons we should do A, B, and C than, hey, do you know me? Do you walk with me? Yeah, it, it feels like kind of um, the presence of God uh, sometimes isn't enough. 
Yeah, right. I mean, because because you're saying like, give me the five steps or give me the the practical things I need to do yeah. in order to be closer to God. But God with us is the thing. That's right, Chris. Thank you. I mean, you're taking it back to what we're talking about. Yeah, the, right. The simple definition of Emmanuel, that God with us. Um, I mean, just what you said a second ago. So many times I hear people ask me, like, you know, because I'm a counselor, they'll ask, like. You know, they'll hear within me hoping Jesus in some way, while not necessarily said, but they want more. Sometimes they'll ask me, well, like, are you just saying I need to pray? There's got to be more, right? There's got to be There's more. There's got to be more. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, I can go off and give them practical tools. And a lot of them sometimes will come back because truth is truth if they're from, you know, where truth comes from. And those things are helpful. But you can do all the helpful things in the world. And if you miss this this one here, I believe you've lost the intention of what God wants for us, which is to dwell with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many of us do get caught up in the the checklist and the works and the all of those things. And the reality is, is it, I mean, sure, there are things to do mm-hmm. and and obedience um, to have and and you know, him to follow. But yet, it, it, just the presence of God yeah. should be enough. I know. I was thinking. I don't us. know if it was just recently. I was thinking about asking this question like if you if you ask me how has the lord had impacted my life recently i would i would i hope and i think i could say that what i would tell you is that i point to a to a significant time that i've had with him where there's this relationship happening and there's something some kind of interaction if you asked me what our pastor spoke about Two, three, four weeks ago, no and chance. list the five points. Yeah, right. I couldn't do it. Right, and it's not that those things aren't helpful, and they are. Sure, the word won't return void, but at the same time, it's like one thing that I do know is that this relationship has meaning, and that is what people need. God with us. Yeah, that's right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and coming out of the break, you're going to hear from a few other people who are going to share a little bit of uh, about what the hope of God has done uh, for them, and then we're going to talk about you know what what is what has God done in us, and how has God given us hope in life. You're listening to a Voice of Hope. Don't you just love the word renew? It offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand. It's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair, and it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with a voice of hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Chris, and their guest, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together. Jesus has given me hope um, just from a very young age, just seeing his presence in my home, not just um, 
not just in my own life, but just seeing his presence in my family's life, just as I grew up and um, the ways that he um, meant something more than just a checklist on Sunday. Um, it was an actual relationship with a God who was real and every decision, everything that my family ever went through, like everything uh, went with the lens of a relationship with Jesus. Um, and so as I grew up in that, I started to realize that I had, that I started to realize that I had a, uh, a foundation that could withstand growing up um, and all the good of growing up and all the trauma of growing up. And so um, there's a lot of hope in that. The fact that he came and he was a human just like us, so we get to be more hopeful because we have someone that gives us a real example of what it's like to live the life that we're called to live. Uh, just his simplicity. And it was all about my mess and he stepped right into it with me. Welcome back to A Voice of Hope. Chris Hester and Troy Peverall. A couple of just great um, encouragements from people there, Troy, who have specific reasons why they have hope in Jesus. That's good. I was again. I'm I'm often amazed, Chris, when we get together because things line up so well. Listening to these guys and not hearing them before, uh, each of these guys and, and girls are just saying something that's so perfect for Emmanuel, God with us. One of the things that the first gentleman spoke about was uh, his family and seeing his presence. And I thought of the word uh, that we were talking about earlier, what, earlier is look. Again, if we just look sometimes, we'll see God perhaps all around us, even inside of our family. And yet I love also that he talked about uh, just a foundation that he saw. And here was here's what's interesting. He saw it in the good and in the trauma mm-hmm. of life, yeah. the traumas of life. Yep. I thought, so well said, so well yep. said. So I know that you've got uh, a couple kind of specific ways that you would say that you know, God brings hope to your life and Jesus brings hope to your life, and I can share a couple as well. But why don't you jump in and, and share kind of some ideas? One of the things that I have felt recently and just thinking about this this morning of how God has given me hope in my own personal life is the many times that he has rescued. The word rescue has come to my mind. There's a verse in Psalms that says, reach down from heaven and rescue me. Rescue me from deep waters, from the power of my enemies. I remember when I was younger, uh, jumping off of a dam into a big body of water um, and trying to swim over to the other side, and which was very dumb <laughs> because <laughs> the water was pulling us I was with a friend toward the dam and we could have gone over, um, literally. And we both struggled to get to the other side and we were trying to figure out what we can do to, to, to get weight off of us. The only thing we could do, we had a wallet. I remember putting the wallet in my mouth and just swimming across just to, to do whatever I could get to the other side. We got to the other side and we both just collapsed mm-hmm. in exhaustion. And while that's just a picture of, you know, a lifetime event, there's been so many things through life. I look and I go, God literally rescued me in, in this way or that way. And that's a personal thing. It's like, you know, he has given me hope. He has been God with me. And so that's one thing. What about, what's something for yourself? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that, that one of the real words that comes to mind for me is peace. Hmm. And I just think through how, you know, I, Scripture talks about how there's a peace that transcends understanding 
um, that'll guard our hearts. And so, you know, part mm-hmm. of it for me um, in understanding, you know, God bringing hope and meaning to my life is that there is a peace that I can have. Yeah. And I think I've said it on here before, you know, one of the things that I know I want more than anything else is just peace in life. Yeah. I think most people kind of want that. They want yeah. peace with God. They want peace with others and they want peace with themselves. Right. And, and, and oftentimes we will try to, I think, manufacture that peace or sort of, you know, yeah. muster it up in situations when we need to, right. but to know that there is a God of peace yeah. that can give me that peace all the time. That's if right. I will lean into that, that's that good. is incredibly hopeful for me. That's good. And that is one of his names. Yeah, you know, that's Prince right. The Prince of Peace. Yeah. That's really good. I think another thing for me was uh, correct or truthful thinking. Like I don't possess this in and of myself, but I know that the Lord does. And so by him dwelling in us, there's a place that I can go to to take my thoughts and really you know, ask this question, does this line up with correct or truthful thinking? Because his thinking is not like my thinking. Um, in Psalm 49, it says, for my words are wise and my thoughts are filled with insight. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts and my ways are far beyond anything that you could imagine. And so even when I try to imagine what God might think, I, I can't even go there. But God already has that for me and can give what is truth to me. And his written word is truth as well. Like this stuff is not something I can just create, but it's there for me. And so just having correct and truthful thinking has just mm-hmm. been helpful personally because I don't I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, it's easy so, to go down the wrong path when it, it comes is. to your thinking, right? Yeah, so much. Yeah, and I also think of um, you know, Romans twelve two. Uh, again, I think we've talked about before here on the show, but it's uh, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed yeah. by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Right. And so just, you know, that, that's another word that's kind of, I think powerful for me is the word transformed and, and to really just understand exactly what you were just saying, that God's ways are higher than my ways and that I'm going to think in the wrong direction often. Yeah. That's but what right. I need to do is I need to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. That's right. And the, the verse you just said, I mean, I, I've heard that, and know that, but it was just real simple. Once again, conform or be transformed. Yeah, that's right. And I, you know, I will just naturally conform, but supernaturally I can be transformed. Yeah. That's really a good verse. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, not that I get it right all the time at all, but when, when you, when you can focus on transforming your mind, it it impacts. I mean, this is right up your wheelhouse, right? With what you do for a living, yeah, yeah. it impacts every part of your life, doesn't it? Yeah, it impacts. You know, obviously your mental health and and your I'm sure your physical health and your sleep and yeah. you know all the things that we kind of need physically to be able to be healthy in life often starts with the transforming transforming of your mind. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's so good. And again, you, the the facts just of his truths are. Um, are good. And that's one of the things that the girl said is that, you know, she was talking about the fact that he came and I thought, man, how powerful, like a fact is a fact. You can debate it. You can try to get your mind around it, but is it true? Is it real? And this is not something I think we just have to swallow because somebody said so. This is a good thing. God with us, Emmanuel, we can know him. And here's the convincing convincing truth is that I know Jesus is real, not because I've, the Bible has told me so, even though we, we would sing that 
Jesus mm-hmm. loves me for the Bible says. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it is true. But but if I know it, mm-hmm. like you can't be convinced. Yeah, right. You know, differently is that you know this to be true. And so as much as a hundred people are saying it's not, I don't it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know him. God dwells in us now. Yeah, that's right. And that's the part where I I can know that fact is he came. And here's the thing she, two other things she said is that he you know, he's human like us. And I thought that is so good. God is fully human. In Hebrews it talks about this that in every way he's fully human. And then she talked about, you know, but he lived his life as an example, right, and f- for us to see. And I just her her words were perfect in 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 who God is in Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about Ephesians. What is it? Five one. Be imitators of God. Yeah. Right. I mean, he he did. He lived a life, you know, that that we can imitate each mm-hmm. and every day. And then the beauty of it is that when we don't. Uh, we're still forgiven. That's right. And we're still loved. Thank for, and then, again, that makes me think exactly what that guy said at the very yeah, end. Yeah, right. The other guy talked about, you know, simplicity. Uh, he knows all about my mess and stepped right into it with me. Yes. <laughs> you know, you can get such a different message sometimes in even circles of of Christianity where, you know, the mess is bad and you're therefore bad. But yet God takes the bad, and he, he's right there with us. Yeah. It's not that he approves, but he's walking with us in our own mess that we've created, and he offers a way out. That God's so with true. us. Yep, so true. Okay, one more point I know that you have about the way God brings you hope. To me, this was I had this as the number one, but I, I wanted to save for me the best to the last, <laughs> and that is that he dwells in me. Um, you know, f- from Old Testament and New Testament transitioning, uh, even though this verse is out of the Old Testament, it says, one thing I ask, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You know, it's it's not a temple anymore of a, a building or a, a structure. That temple changed from the time Jesus was here. When we see that reference in the scriptures where the curtain of the temple was torn from top to bottom, representing that no longer would it be brick and mortar but that the Lord would dwell in the hearts of men mm. and live right there. And so at any point, anywhere, anytime, I can connect with Emmanuel, God with me, right here in me. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me is everything, because I can go through the trauma that the boy was talking about, the good things of life. Jesus is an ever-present help always to be reached out to. Mm, that's so good. And, and one of the words that I came up with is very similar. It's just the word presence. Oh, that's so perfect. Is, you know, how, how we have the opportunity to live in God's presence yeah. and he lives in, in our presence mm-hmm. and how, you know, um, hopeful that can be if we mm-hmm. will embrace that in life. That's so, so, so good. And that's hope for this Christmas day. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Well, the way we're going to finish today is we have a few more people that um, you can hear from and kind of their stories of, of how Jesus brought them hope. Uh, we want to remind you always, you can, if you want to kind of get more information, more um, resources, you can go to uh, mi1.net. Um, and, and there are lots of things there that just talk about a voice of hope because that's what we're hoping is that we can be a voice of hope to you. And so uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, we will talk to you next time on A Voice of Hope. Jesus gives me hope because he is the greatest gift. He is 
no anxiety like most Black Friday sales and discounted sales. And he, the greatest gift you can't repay. You, it's just amazing. And we just get salvation and life. I feel like I live in chaos right now. So I'm like, how do I have hope in that? Even when I, all I see in the world is chaos. So um, I guess the fact that like things can be done differently and like, you know, there's a different way to think. It doesn't all have to be chaos. Like, and he meets us there and he's encourage, encouraging us to be in the chaos and like be different than the chaos. What gives me hope about Jesus is just how I see him not only blessing my family, but friends of mine too as well. So many people have been going through a lot this past year. Actually, just this morning, we had a baptism down at the beach. Uh, a young lady who has come a long, long way and watching her rise up from that water, just publicly professing that it is Jesus Christ who I desperately need and he is my savior. And just watching her face just glow up. Um, celebrating that and accepting that truth. I mean, that just gives me so much, so much hope that we are not too far gone, that God can bring anybody out of the pit that they're in. And it's just so amazing. And I am praying, praying so much with all my heart that people will truly know that, that prodigals will come back, that those who have never heard or experienced the love of Jesus, that they will this year.